Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today we are here with Nicole McGagnon, founder and chief strategist of the Growth Grabber Agency. How are you, Nicole? I'm doing well today. How about yourself? That's good to hear. I'm doing well as well. Let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Absolutely. So I dabble in a couple of things, but my main focus of the agency has evolved over time. So right now, our main focus is on public relations, personal branding, um, and we do have marketing services as well. But a lot of my clients, because of the level that I'm reaching them at, a lot of times they don't need as much of the traditional marketing uh, components of it. Hmm. Nice. Public relations, you said? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So getting people published in articles and magazines. I myself have been in Forbes and Wealth Insider on a couple of different podcasts and, and web TV series. So I help do that for my clients to help attract clients for them. That's amazing. What was your journey like just starting it? Like what was the reason behind you starting it? So this actually is a little bit of a story, but it comes full circle. So the original reason when I started my agency was I needed to do something different than the career path that I was on. And I was looking at different things and I always had an interest in marketing. I've always been in some sort of sales role over the past like 20 years. So I needed something different. And then once I started getting more in depth into it, um, I kind of had an epiphany a couple of months in, which uh, relates to kind of my backstory. And and really, I feel this is what I was meant to do. Mm. Going into the PR and branding stuff, um, about 10 years ago, I actually had a medical condition. I had to have brain surgery. It's a big, long story behind that. But one thing I realized, like, after I went through that process and had surgery, and I was in a really, really rough place in my life. Once that happened, I had to make a decision. And I wanted to live my life. I wanted to be here. I wanted to do all the things that everybody wants to do in life. Yeah. And I started doing a lot of personal development, a lot of healing. And I realized that I had to change my content and your content is not only, you know, what you watch, it's what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, the people around you. And I realized now how that takes me full circle Mm. at the time back then I needed to hear people share their stories. I needed to hear people talk about survival and, and doing better and getting out of tough situations. And now full circle again, I get to help people share their stories. I get to amplify their stories so they can impact other people. I love that. You know, that's such a unique story. That's just, what's really beautiful about this podcast and just being able to learn about each other's stories is that we all go through individual journeys and ultimately for the the better, it actually helps others as well. So I think that's Absolutely. amazing. How how has your journey been like just getting clients? Is it referral based, social media? Absolutely. Um for the most part, I started off on social media and this I know goes against all what we do in kind of the marketing background. I did not run any ads. I didn't do anything like that. I started reaching out to people and talking to people that I already knew and going to networking events. 
And within three months of me opening my agency, I've been pretty much 100% referral based besides people that I kind of reach out to here and there, or they reach out to me on, on social media. Wow. That speaks to just your relationships, really. It speaks to your relationships and that it being referral based, that's a big deal. You know, I think that's very authentic as well, I would say, you know, how has your journey been like just from the beginning when you first started compared to now, has your clients changed at all? Has their, has helping them with their stories changed at all? Oh, absolutely. As I grow and develop, I learn more from my clients. I I call myself constantly curious. I feel like that's part of my personality. But what it allows me to do is, you know, social media is always evolving. Media in general is always evolving. So I'm always finding out new ways to help my clients. And my client base has evolved as well, because you know, in the beginning, when you don't have anybody, you're kind of stuck. You don't know how to niche down. You don't know who you really want to work with yet. And that kind of developed with my story. When I figured out my why, I was like, okay, this is who I, I want to help. But I was talking to every, you know, business owner I can get my hands on. And now I kind of limit what I can do. But what I do is if somebody does reach out to me, I never tell them no. I never tell them that I can't help them. But if I know that they would be a better fit with maybe a different agency, I also keep a, I don't know if I would call it a portfolio, but I keep relationships with other agencies as well. Because one thing I don't do, if, if I know that somebody else is going to be a better fit for that client, I would much rather refer them out to another agency. Yeah, that speaks to your integrity. And would you consider that as a core value in, within your agency? 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I think that's why a lot of people, even if let's say I meet with somebody and I don't uh, close the sale right away, I still keep in touch with them. I'll send them tips every once in a while. And I've had people come back, you know, six months later, like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Because with every no could possibly be a yes later, right? Absolutely. Can you expand on your expertise with just – or just walk us through how you help your clients with social media? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's so many different ways. Everything from strategizing their content. Um, A lot of people come to me because they'll hear about certain services that I do. And sometimes they're not necessarily ready for those services as much as – I want to say, yes, you know, let's get started. I have to start at the beginning with them because I truly care about their process and skipping steps does not help the client at all. It it only helps the agency. And in the long run, it still breaks down that relationship because you're not looking out for them. So I really take clients back to the beginning. I do audits on all of their social media pages. Are they monetized? Take a look at their content. How, you know, are they doing the right things with their content? Are they reaching the right audience? How's their Mm -hmm. engagement? And then we start going into, I ask a lot of clients this question and then I have to correct them after. So I typically ask them, obviously, what their goals are. What do you want to achieve from this? And a lot of people will start off with a monetary goal. I want to hit X amount of dollars. But with the personal branding side and the PR side, there's not really a direct ROI that I can say, okay, I can make you X amount of dollars if we do this. It's more about leverage 
and how to take advantage of those opportunities. So really I correct them and I say, that's great. Of course I write it down. I keep it in mind, but I want to know what their dream goal is. So I'll give an example. I've had clients come to me and say, oh, I want to be on Jimmy Fallon or I want to be on Saturday Night Live. And to me, that's where my brain goes crazy. I love it because Uh it's more of a problem solving thing for me. Mm. It's like, okay, how do I take them from where they are now, which is usually kind of like a nobody or they might have a small social presence to literally being famous and being on national recognized television. Yeah, I love that. You know, would you say, can you expand more on the goal part of it? So if it's not monetary, then what would their goal be? Would it just be impact, service? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's a little bit of everything. A lot of people, especially with what I do, they want options. They want options to be able to do more than what they're doing now. So for some people, that may be, you know, leaving the day-to-day that of their business. They want to scale up so that they can leave the day-to-day of the business or sell the business eventually. Sometimes it's, they want to raise their prices or they want to become, I have clients that, you know, want to become the next Grant Cardone or they want to (laughs) become X, Y, Z person. Um, But it gives them options. I look at all these people that have such a strong personal brand. You're looking at Grant Cardone, look at Gary Vee, look at Mm -hmm. almost any famous person out there now that they're not only known for the one thing that they were originally in. Mm. They now have, you know, other businesses. Look at people like Rihanna or Mr. Beast. There are all, all these people that are are famous. They started in one thing, but now, you know, Rihanna has a makeup line. She has a clothing line. She yeah. has all these other things. It gives them options. Yeah. Wow, that was a great point. We're multi, we're multifaceted, right? So there's so much to our brand and our personal stories. I think that's amazing. I'm sure your clients really appreciate your, you know, your insight on that. Absolutely. And I think once you build a personal brand, not only do you have the option to do everything else, you already have a built-in customer fan base that would pretty much do or buy almost anything that you put out. I see. Because the brand is you. Right. That's amazing. What would you say you're currently most proud of um, on your journey right now within your agency? For myself, I I actually just had a revelation of sorts where I had to take a step back because I think a lot of times, especially in the agency world and especially being newer in the agency world or for any entrepreneur at that point, we always have like the imposter syndrome, the like, can I do this? Those type moments. And I just had to take a step back and realize how much I actually accomplished over the year and how much I learned and and how much I've been able to grow without being in, in this industry before and doing it by myself. But I also had to rely on To do that, I had to rely on what we talked about earlier is having those relationships and building those relationships. I went back on my almost 20 years now of sales experience and realized what worked for me over all those years. Mm. And I may have worked a little bit differently than the person that was doing the hard sell right next to me, but my way works for me. And my clients are, they, almost all of them become friends at a certain point. 
I love that. You know, with expansion or with reflection, I always say comes expansion. And so that sounds like and being able to just know what you're good at and what you need help with. You know, what would you say your experience has been with your support team, with your group, your team? Everything has been absolutely wonderful. I have a stellar remote team that I work with, especially when it comes to like articles and any questions that I have. I have a writing team that's able to really take the information. So I typically like will interview a client and gather all the information. I bullet point it, put it all down, and then I send it off to my writing team. And they are absolutely wonderful at putting things together that are perfect fits for the client. And it's just such a smooth process with them. I've never really had any issues with um, the way my staff works or getting anything done in the appropriate time for my clients. That's good to hear. You know, circling back to you mentioned fingers crossed, nothing. I know, right? <laughs> I, I know, like everything's been great so far. I don't want to jinx Perfect. it. <laughs> um, circling back to just having impost imposter syndrome. You know, like the 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 feelings, the thoughts that comes up when you're when you're challenged. Would you say that you faced that a lot in your beginning stages, rather than right now, or how has it been rocky at all between then? Yeah, and uh, I think. Every entrepreneur or agency kind of kind of goes through this where you have ups and downs in the beginning. Nothing is necessarily steady. And I questioned not a lot, but I definitely questioned if I was doing the right thing. Is this the right move for me? Like, should I be doing this? Um, could I be doing more? I think for me, that has been more of the step is not if I'm doing the right thing. Mm. I, I realized a, a long time ago that this makes me happy when my family, like my mom will, I'm very close with my mom and she'll call, she called me from New York and she would hear me over the phone and she's like, Nicole, you sound so happy. And I'm like, that's because I am. And I realized that it was the first time in a long time where I was super excited to work. I love being able to talk to clients or prospects and finding out what they do. Like it, it truly like ignites something in me to get excited for them and see the potential that they have. So it makes me so happy to do that. Um, But I think part of it was, okay, am I doing enough? Mm. Am I doing enough? Could I be doing more? And I didn't also want to burn myself out in that way by trying to do too much at once. Because we all get, besides imposter syndrome, sometimes we get shiny object sh- syndrome where <laughs> we want to do everything and expand and yes. <laughs> do everything else. And I've had that too, even recently. Like I thought about doing either a course or a mastermind for people, teaching clients that maybe can't afford the service to f- get their own PR and do a course for that. But I'm like, no. Take a step back, focus on your agency first, build it to a certain uh, certain level first, and then move on to something else. Wow. You know, I love that you mentioned that you're happy doing it, that it matters, you know, wellness matters. And it just speaks to not just your passion, but your heart for what you do. You know, I think the 
the shiny object, you know, thing going on. And we're like, wow, this, this, like, I got to hop in. I got to do this. All these ideas. I think that just comes with being a visionary, which I think yes. is a good thing as well. You know, yeah. what would, what did it take for you to get to a stable or consistent place within your agency? Just a lot of, a lot of hard work, a mm. lot of hard work. And also I did have to readjust a few months in because what I noticed is like I would put packages together or offer clients certain things and they would kind of cherry pick things. And I realized that that did not work for me for my income, but it also was not good for the client either. Um, yeah. So I, I readjusted and made sure that I had retainers put in place. Mm. So now I don't work with any client for under three months and I, on, I only take on like one or two clients that are three months. Everybody else has a six-month contract or longer. Okay. Yeah. What's your reason behind that? Just expanding a little bit more? More, more predictability yeah. in, in income and yeah. being able to see like, obviously people can get out of a contract. I don't want that to happen. But what it also did is it put in long-term plans in place, mm. especially for, for branding and public relations. It's not something that you really want to start and stop. There is a certain point where you may you know want to go out on your own, but in the beginning, you really need to focus on it. And it's not a very quick thing. It's not like running ads for a month or two yeah. and you're going to hit a whole bunch of sales. This is something you need to consistently work on, consistently adjust, yeah. consistently try new tactics. Yeah. And having people for, you know, at least six months gives us enough time to give them a good solid base. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I mean, just with refinement, any type of refinement takes time, right? So I think that's great. Just to transition into like a different type of question, what would you say is your biggest rock to move right now on your journey to seven figures? I would say definitely scaling up. I think one of the things that I've struggled with, and I, I've talked to my mentors about this as well, is because the way, and you even mentioned it, the way that I do things is, it is a little bit different. Like I, I really, really focus on building relationships and take my time with people. I think my approach is a little bit different than the hard sell. Mm. So it takes a little bit longer and I've struggled with outsourcing parts of my business because I'm so personal when I'm reaching out to clients and talking with clients. And because a lot of them are referrals now. Mm. Um, I mean, in one day I received nine referrals from one person. Yeah. So it's amazing. <laughs> I saw your face. And, you know, it, it, it speaks to, you know, who I am as a person and how I'm able to cultivate these relationships. But also like if somebody's sending you a referral, you want to personally handle each one of those, whether they end up in a sale or not. So it's really hard to scale a business when you're doing all the main communication yourself. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's a great point. You know, in the beginning of your journey, did you, did you expect for it to be all referrals or did you go a different direction before? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. In the beginning, um, I think I ran one ad maybe in the beginning and it flopped, but I, it was still like early. I didn't know what exactly I was doing or what I wanted to say or and didn't find my voice yet mm. in this process. Mm. And I was like, you know what? 
I had to, again, go back to what I knew and what really worked for me in the past mm -hmm. in, in every sales role that I had before, because essentially this is a sales role. And essentially in every sales role I had in the past, I worked on building relationships and I had to just be like, hey, stop for a second. What do you know? What are you good at? Mm. Go back to that. And yeah. I did. And it's been wonderful ever since. Yeah, I'm so glad you did. That's a great thing to point out. You know, just building relationships and bonds with people, that's how we're able to build trust, right? Would you say that's one of your core values as well within your agency? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What are you currently learning right now just to just get not only get your foot in the door with what you're currently walking through, but just what what would you would have told the past you, the day one you about what you're learning right now? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> I would say to slow down and take a breath. I know that it kind of goes back to little points that we've touched upon throughout throughout this conversation, but to slow down and really think about what I'm good at, what I excel at, what can I outsource when it's possible hmm. and not try and take on everything on my own and, and try and outsource quicker and find resources. Um, I, I have mentors. I still have mentors. I, I keep looking for new mentors because, you know, as you grow and evolve, you need new people in, in your life as you grow and expand. But I think it, it also goes to clients as well. I talk to my clients about this all the time. A lot of people, depending on, you know, not depending, any industry that they're in, whether they're a baker or they do paintings or they're a consultant, they want to do what they love to do. Mm -hmm. I give them their, the advice all the time. Just sometimes I don't follow it myself. We, I think we all do that. But you want to do what you love to do. Let somebody else take some of that other stuff off of your plate. This is how we pitch to clients. So why do why do we do that to ourselves and try and take on everything off for ourselves too? Yeah, I hear this conversation so often. And I think almost every single podcast so far this week has talked about that, just getting to a really? point of, yeah, just navigating when you realize like, I'm not so good at this, but I really enjoy doing this. Someone else can do it better. You know, yeah. let's take the next step towards that. You know, can you expand a little bit more on outsourcing and how you just navigated that? Yeah, absolutely. So I did find some white label agencies and also I partner with other digital marketing agencies. Mm. I have digital marketing agencies that specialize in certain things, like sometimes it's an industry. I like to be kind of the, I like to call myself the ultimate middle woman. <laughs> I know that it sounds a little bit weird, but it is. I like to be that connector mm -hmm. of people. So like I mentioned in the beginning, if I see somebody that doesn't necessarily, I may not be the best fit for, and maybe they work with somebody else, then I would get them over to them. Even though I can provide the same service, I would rather them be with somebody that's specialized in that industry than for me to take it on myself. Um, I want to look out for their best interests. And I know no matter what, it comes back to me. So I mentioned like I partner with a whole bunch of digital marketing agencies. And again, 
I can provide some of those services through white label aspects, Mm -hmm. but getting it to them means that they may not provide PR services. Mm -hmm. So they will reach out to me for helping their clients with PR services. Wow. That's amazing. You know, you just mentioned collaboration and how that even ends up help helps you as well. It's almost like I scratched your back, you scratched mine. Yeah. And then I think that I love that you mentioned just deep trust that you have, that it'll come back to you. And then it did. That just emphasizes, you know, the importance on relationships and people because business is, is people, right? You know, I think your journey sounds very unique, but it just sounds like I just love how personable it sounds. Do you get that a lot of your clients? Yeah. It is. And my my clients have to trust me to an extent because I'm making a lot of decisions on their behalf, Um, whether it comes to putting together articles or getting them in the right articles or publications or getting them into the right opportunities for them to be able to excel and succeed. A lot of them don't know, like they may have an idea like, hey, I want to be in Forbes or I may be, I want to be in Wealth Insider, which is great, but that's not always necessarily the best fit for what they do. So I have to really get to know them on such a deep level to understand their process and then where they want to go to be able to make the decisions on their behalf. I love that. Just very service focused, you know, with technology just rapidly evolving every day, you know, how, what has been like your biggest struggle during that, just technology and navigating the changes? (laughs) I know this sounds crazy, but automation, it kind of goes to what I mentioned before about outsourcing the things that I'm not good at. Yeah. But automation has been my biggest like (laughs) hurdle. I won't say downfall because I'm still here and going strong. I've been doing very well. But automation was is is still a hurdle for me to get over. Has your support team been able to just help you with that in terms of delegating tasks? Yeah. Somewhat. I, I think it's still not to a level where I want it to be at, mm. but it's it's getting better. Mm. Do you happen to have any favorite agency scaling influencers or authors that our listeners would enjoy Ooh. hearing? Um I I heard him mentioned on on one of the older episodes, but I, I think we all kind of follow a lot a lot of similar uh, influencers, the Alex Harmozis, Ryan Pineda, and then um, Dylan Vanas is one one of my mentors actually. So I definitely follow him. Um, they have been integral in success, and I think one thing I learned watching them, which really struck a chord with me, is watching a lot of these, let's say, agency influencers or even just people that are in the business industry, a lot of the things that they were talking about on their pages that was getting crazy engagement. And I looked at it and I'm like, I talk like that. I think that way. I say those things too. And it was weird for me at first going from helping clients and then learning how to put myself on camera and doing the content myself and adding value and doing the things that I do. Cause I wanted 
starting the agency, I wanted to be behind the scenes. I didn't want to be in front of the camera. I wanted to help other people be in front of the camera, but I didn't necessarily want to do it. But to be honest, that was one of the main things that really changed my business and skyrocketed it was because when I send people to my page, I'm like, here, check me out. Or I give them my business card. I'll say, I say, here's my card, but go to my Instagram and check out my page. The way my, and these are things that I teach my clients every single day. I just wasn't, again, wasn't doing it for myself, was having the personal brand for myself. So even doing something like this, doing the podcast, being able to leverage these opportunities, reposting the content, changing the long form content into short form content and seeing that one can lead to another one that can lead to another one that can lead to another one and bigger and better opportunities, teaching them how to leverage those opportunities for bigger and better opportunities. I'm realizing I needed to do that for myself. Yeah, that's amazing. This conversation has been so great, you know, just leveraging these opportunities and it sounds like just growing past your comfort zone, you know, and Absolutely. it led to it led to good. I personally feel like once I grow past those like, oh no, why should I do this? It's hard. I haven't been doing it in the past. What now? Like growing mm-hmm. past that like changes changes a lot, you know. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I do want to transition now. Do you have any advice for just agency owners listening to this and also your peers listening to this? I would say I, because I'm still even, you know, almost two years into my business now, I still have stuck with my mentor group and I've begun because I've been in it for such a long time. I've started helping other agency owners with their process and you know, I see people kind of give up or they, they struggle in the beginning. Oh, I think like we all do um, struggle in the beginning, whether it's trying to get clients or trying to niche down. It, it's really just taking a step back, learning and yeah. going, going back to really what I've said throughout this whole podcast is, is realizing what you're good at and not trying to do everything yourself. And that there are people that are out there that will help and will collaborate with you. Um, I don't feel like everybody's competition. I, I don't consider anybody competition. I worry about what I do because I know that same thing I would tell my clients and I tell every other agency owner this. It doesn't matter what necessarily you post. Everybody wants to be original. Everybody wants to have their own thing. Like, yes, that's true. But when you're in a certain industry, there's a lot of things that you're going to overlap and talk about the same things as somebody else. But their clients are not necessarily your clients. And your clients are not their clients. People work with you because it's you, because it's your personality, because they trust you. I know that's why people work with me. So I don't really care about anybody else being competition. That's why, why I work with other marketing agencies, because... I know that our clients are not, we're not going to attract the same type of client. Yeah, absolutely. I love this conversation. You know, I think that it really, once again, just speaks to your integrity and, and just knowing how you walked, navigated it and walked through it in the beginning compared to now. That's such a great piece of advice. You know, our, 
our uniqueness is is something that we can that we can th- use to thrive, you know, and that's so huge as someone who's beginning and also someone who's looking to expand more. Thank you for that piece Absolutely. of advice. How can people get in contact with you? Absolutely. So my I'm sure you're going to post it, but my Instagram handle is probably the best way to get in contact with me is at Nicole underscore McGagnon. So my name, you know, my name's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but I'm, I'm there, but Nicole McGagnon across pretty much all platforms is my name. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for this conversation. I know our listeners will really enjoy this. I really appreciated it. No, thank you so much for having me. Of course.